You are listening to The Winning Mind Podcast. I am Letitia DeSouz. I am a mindset coach and business strategist who has helped more than 1,200 people change their lives, their relationships, their businesses, and just win in life. There's a myriad of reasons why we're not winning in life. Most people don't really play to win. They play not to lose. And what winning really means is becoming a better version of yourself each and every day. We can do this together. Hey, beautiful people I love. How are y'all doing today? I am doing great. I am back from a week-long trip to Portugal. Portugal is five hours ahead of Atlanta time. And I think I'm still on Portugal time in the sense that at probably three this morning, I was ready to get it cracking and get it going. And so in a sense, you know, it it's good because I can be even more productive in a sense than I already was. But yeah, it's 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 definitely something. It's a nice place to visit, but I wouldn't want to live there. And I don't think I would want to go back. <laughs> you know, I think it was just the people that I was with that made the trip the most enjoyable. But yeah, it was it was cool. It's a walking city. So if you've ever been to San Francisco, one thing you're going to do is walk. Everywhere you go, it's like the city is on an incline. So you're you're it's like being on a stairmaster everywhere you go. And not only is it on the incline, it's kind of like um, what do you call it? Like cobblestone roads. And then um sometimes when you're going down, like if you don't have on tennis shoes, you got on sandals, you you're gonna slide a few down. So I was like, okay, so there's that. And then um there's a lot of stairs, it's like levels. So you man, if you're not in shape, you're gonna get in shape or you're gonna realize your um need to get in shape before you leave there. So yeah, overall it was a good trip. Got lots of other trips and good things um coming up. I can remember when I used to travel for a living and I used to sometimes be gone Sunday through Friday and I traveled because I had to, right? Because that was the work that I chose. And now I feel like it's a beautiful thing that I travel because I choose to, right? And I can still work from wherever. So there's that. While I was away, of course, there was the passing of Kevin Samuels, which I was really sorry to hear. I wasn't a subscriber of Kevin Samuels, but I was familiar, of course, with his work because it had so many people divided about what Black men should be doing and what Black women should be doing and, you know, just keeping this whole conversation going. The thing that surprised me most about Kevin Samuel's death was not his death in and of itself because we're all going to die. 53, I've seen some people say 56, some people say 53, but that's still, you know, fairly young. But the thing that surprised me most was how many people are like, you know, this is karma or you got to watch the way you live. And, and how many people were almost rejoicing in this man's death? I was saying to myself, what in the world have we come to now? I'm not sitting over here in deep mourning over Kevin Samuel's passing, right? But I feel like, oh man, that's that's messed up. But I've I've actually seen people just just almost damn near rejoicing. And I'm like, do you are you okay? Like who who does that? That is really deeply concerning to me. 
And people are like, oh, well, he was tearing Black women apart and tearing Black women down, and he was a misogynist. Listen, he may have been a lot of things. He certainly wasn't the first. But one thing that I can tell you is that he was a marketing genius. That man was a marketing genius. Listen, for a few years before he started talking to women, he was talking to men and he was giving men the same, you know, in your face, quote unquote, brutal honesty that he gave to women. But there's no money in in men coaching men. There's no money in that, right? No, he, he didn't become famous for what he was saying to men. He didn't really get his claim to fame until he started talking to women because one thing women are going to do is they're going to flock to quote unquote experts. They're going to flock to a man putting you up on game, so to speak, about men. It's the same way Steve Harvey got so popular with act like a lady, think like a man. And some of y'all changed y'all whole lives. Like I'm not having sex until 90 days and I'm not doing this and I'm not doing that because Grandpa Harvey said this or Derek Jackson said, right? All of these quote-unquote gurus and experts that tell you what to do because the one thing that always remains a mystery to a woman is what is going on in the mind of a man. And so we are so easily penetrated. We're so easily, I mean, like emotionally, right? We're so easily manipulated and we're so easily drawn in by um, men who claim to be putting us up on game, if you will. And so that was the draw. As as, as much as people hated Kevin Samuels, back to what I was saying, he was a marketing genius because you know what marketing does? Marketing makes you feel something. Marketing makes you feel something. It doesn't necessarily make you feel good, but it makes you feel something and it makes you feel strong, feel something strongly. The best marketing does. And so when you can provoke a sense of anger and hatred in people, and yet they keep watching you because people want to keep watching you because they want to keep feeling that feeling. Think about the villain on any show, like who comes to mind? Evelyn Lozada on Love and Basketball Wives. People hated her, but they love to watch her because they hated her. And so when people can make you feel something, they are doing their job branding themselves. They may be a completely different person than the person that you are seeing. But if you understand business and if you understand relevance, people do it every day. People play commercials in front of you. Image creates desire. People want you to feel something. And the thing, the product that makes you feel it the most, that's where you're about to click the buy button. What do people do with us as women? They pimp our pain. You're too fat. You're too, you're, you're starting to look old. You don't have it like you used to, right? And so we're we're chasing age and we're chasing all of these youthfulness. We're chasing whatever it is that appeals to us. And we don't realize that it's all manipulation and it's all marketing. And he was a marketing genius, seriously. Like to get a million subscribers or however many, I didn't check it, subscribers he had on YouTube, just absolute marketing genius. And I've probably seen maybe a handful of Kevin Samuels videos and the thing, some of it was cringeworthy to me just because I was like, why are women calling in or getting on this live with him or whatever the case may be? Women who already have very fragile self-esteem and just setting themselves up for this. You had a choice, right? And I, and I would see that and I would see the things that he said to women and it was cringeworthy to me. And my, my concern behind that is because understanding human behavior and understanding that so many people come from a place of trauma, I, I, my fear or my concern is that a lot of it was re-traumatizing. 
you know, telling a woman like, oh, you're washed up or your face car, you're, you're just a five at best, right? Now, of course, listen, here's the thing. We take things as the gospel. Here's a man telling you you're a five at best. Where is he getting this standard from? More than likely, very likely, a Eurocentric and European beauty standard, which is where most of us take our cues from, right? And so if you're a Black woman and somebody is telling you that you're a five and the scale that they are basing it on is a Eurocentric beauty standard, of course you won't measure up. Black women have full features. We have full lips and we have full noses and we look radically different and we've been designed to be that way. And so it just, to me, it fed into something that already was very fragile. You know, that was a concern for me. And I didn't like that because I felt like it could be re-traumatizing, like I said. But here's the other part of that. There were some valid things that he said. And so I could take away the things that I found to be resonant, the things that I found to be valid, and I could say, huh, this is this is just something to consider, something that I will actually consider for myself. So you know, I, I just feel like the the problem is, first and foremost, that we outsource our self-esteem and our self-worth and our answers and our validation and our wisdom and everything else. We outsource it to other people. And so when you outsource that to other people, you are always going to be the victim. You are always going to be the victim to whatever else it is that somebody else has given you. Like your self-esteem, your self-worth has to come from within you. And until you build that within you, right? Until you build that within yourself, you're always gonna be looking for somebody else to validate or, and oftentimes they're invalidating your sense of self and it will never be solid. It will never be solid because it's always subject to somebody's opinion, which is subjective. So, um, you know, the, the other thing about Kevin Samuels is that people are saying, oh, he's dividing us and we're already divided. No, he's not dividing us, guys. We, we were already divided. What he did, what to me, it just, it just said, okay, there's a larger conversation that needs to happen here. There's collective healing that needs to happen here between Black women and Black men, especially. And the deflecting and the blame point, the blaming and the finger pointing is not getting us anywhere closer to that, right? And so I think it just brought to light the division that it already exists. I don't think that he necessarily made it worse. Um, but... The other thing, and, and women, we can just, women, I am a woman, so y'all know I'm, I'm on y'all side. But a lot of times, ladies, we don't invite any feedback to us except that which is flattering. And so we listen to our girlfriends and our friends. They speak our same language. A lot of times they have our same mindsets. And a lot of times we don't make the necessary changes that we need to make because we have somebody co-signing our BS. And a lot of women, we are really delusional when it comes to relationships and when it comes to men. We, we really are delusional and we don't have a clue. And so when we, a lot of women, not me, were offended that Kevin Samuels had so many male followers. So it's easy to be dismissive and say, oh, well, that's because they're beta men. They're wounded masculine and they're this and they're that. 
No, I know some quote unquote alpha men who follow Kevin Samuels. Why would so many men be attracted to Kevin Samuels? You know why? Because largely men feel like with women, there is no accountability. A lot of times men feel like with women, there is not a safe space for them to express themselves, that when they want to say something or give you feedback or express a certain truth, there there's going to be defensiveness and there's not a safe space for them to do so. So in many instances, Kevin Samuels was the voice to say the things that they have long been wanting to say and just couldn't say it. Because what do most men do? You don't see men on social media sharing their feelings. Most men just suck it up and they suffer in silence. And so here's somebody that's giving voice and articulating the things that they've been feeling forever. And so we get so pissed off at the messenger that we don't receive anything that he said. Let me tell y'all something that I learned some years ago. It was called the genius principle. And the genius principle says, regardless of who the person is, you can learn from them. And I have taken that and I have applied that into my own life. And so I can learn from Donald Trump. I can learn from Kevin Samuels. I can learn from the drunk on the street. I can learn from anybody, a child. I can separate who is delivering information to me or delivering information, I can separate it and see, is there anything here that is useful to me? Is there anything here that I could apply to my life so that I can make myself better and not be offended by the delivery, who's talking and that kind of thing? Because guess what? I don't have to subscribe to it just like I didn't subscribe to him because I wasn't fond of his delivery, right? But I can take the things, the gems, the value in some of the things that he said, and I can apply those things into my own life because I desire to be better. And so some of us, we throw the proverbial baby out with the bathwater because of the delivery. And a lot of times we miss a lot of lessons because you know what? We want to be outraged. There's this fake outrage. We want to be pissed off. We want to be this. But a lot of times women, we don't tell other women the truth. We don't We don't hold a standard for other women in a real mirror. We are just nodding our heads and shaking our heads and like, uh-huh, yeah, girl, uh-huh, it's whatever. Instead of saying, you know what? This, this right here, this is really a problem. This is going to hinder you. This is going to affect you in this way. Now, this might sound a little hypocritical, but a lot of times I don't do this, y'all. I'm a coach for a living. So I like to remain distant from people's problems and people's issues because it's what I do for a living. However, if people invite my opinion and if people invite my truth, I will give it to them. And I'm not just going to sugarcoat and I'm not just going to BS people, but I will give it to them because they've invited it. But yeah, a lot of times we're delusional and, and we don't, we just don't want to listen. So let me tell y'all something. I was thinking about this as women. We have largely been seduced by hustle culture, hustle and grind culture, bad shit culture, boss bitch culture, get the bad culture. We've been hustled by all of these things and we feel so good and we celebrate one another and we are the most educated and we are the most accomplished and we should feel good about those things, right? But a lot of times we overinflate and we overestimate our value as partners to men. That's 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 if you want a man. We overinflate and overestimate our value as partners because we are looking through the lenses of all that we've accomplished, right? But men are usually not looking at 
at you through the lenses of all that you've accomplished unless they're looking for a business partner, not a life partner. So the things that make you attractive to your boss chick and your bad bitches group, that doesn't necessarily attract men to you. Do you know why? Because I hate these conversations about masculine and feminine energy, quite honestly, right? But you just can't deny that polarity in relationships is really important. But the reason why they attract other women to you, but not not necessarily men, is because the way that you become a bad bitch, the way that you become a boss chick in many instances, is you are operating on the left side of your brain, the thinking, the doing, the accomplishing, right? The making shit happen side of your brain. And it's the same side of the brain, if you will, that men operate in primarily. Go out and make it happen. And so when you bring those two energies together, there is no polarity. You are both operating in the same energy. And so he might find you uh, physically attractive. He might find you super, super smart. But there is no polarity where there is an actual attraction where he wants something more with you or he sees you as a viable partner. Do you not understand? Nobody really made this up. This is this is just like core human behavior. So for example, I am, um, of course, more left-brained in my work, right? Because I have to think, I have to strategize, I have to do all of those things. However, when I am around a man and when I'm in the presence of a man, That is not the energy that I am in. I am in a soft energy, a laid back energy, an energy of flexibility and fluidity. So you can step up. You, we, we can, I can go with the flow and allow you to lead. And so it creates polarity. Now, if I am with a man that is equally as laid back or indecisive, guess what? There is not going to be an attraction for me energetically because I feel like I need to step up and take the lead. And it's a complete turnoff for me. So there's no polarity there. Do you understand what I mean? And so a lot of times, ladies, this is what we are missing in our relationships. This is what we're missing. And so you're running things all day at work, right? You got a staff or maybe you don't, but you're running things. You're in this energy. You're getting your bag. You're making it happen. And then you come home or you get with your guy and you're in that same energy. You're in that same energy. You speak to him as if he's one of your um, your employees or if, if or if he's somebody that works with or for you and it's not, and it's just we don't know how to rest and 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 what's the word i want to say um we don't know how to turn that off and get into a soft space into a warm space into a nurturing space we we have not learned how to do that because we've been so busy focused on, I'm not going to tell you that you're focused on the wrong thing. If you're focused on your money, if you're focused on your career, if you're focused on your education or your business, I'm not going to tell you because success is largely different for us all, right? It looks different for us all. But I am going to tell you is that if you desire, now I'm, I'm telling y'all from my own learned lessons. I'm telling y'all from the stuff that I done messed up, okay? So I'm telling you from, from knowing this, from feedback in my own life and from what's happening in my life right now, from observation, from coaching people. So I have a lot of different data points. But uh, yeah, a lot of us ladies, we look beautiful. We 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 got it together on the outside, right? Bodies popping, just, just, just looking amazing. 
But that energy, a lot of times, the spirit, what's happening on the inside of us is not inviting and it's not welcoming and it's not warm and it's not a safe space for a man. And so he might sleep with you. He might engage with you for a little bit, but nothing about that feels like something that he wants, um, you know, long term. Now, here's, here's the thing. I am not of the mind that uh, marriage, if you will, or relationship is a quote unquote promotion or an accomplishment. But what I am speaking to is that I know a lot of women, that is our deepest desire. Because guess what? When you had a bad day, the bag that you just got ain't going to hug you. Okay, when you had a bad day, the bag that you just got ain't going to give you no back rub. And so what you're going to end up doing is outsourcing your needs to something or someone when you've actually been designed for connection. You've been designed to love and to be loved. And I am really, really tired of us acting as if we haven't been designed the way that we're desired, right? I I mean, the way that we're designed. I, I just, we, I really feel like, to respond to maybe what life has thrown at us. We've just developed this this hardness in this shell that a lot of times is impenetrable. But I know because I coach people, right? I know because I am people. I know because I observe people that people are suffering um, behind, behind the scenes, Literally, people are not people are suffering behind the scenes, and a lot of times, ladies, we've we've not developed the ability to relate to a man other than sex or other than sexually. We don't have the ability to communicate. Just because you talk doesn't mean that you are communicating. Just because you use way more words than him and you are emphatically saying what you want and what you don't want and what you're going to take and what you ain't going to take and what he need to do and what and what he should be doing and, and, and all of those things, that does not mean that you are communicating because a huge part of communication is listening. A huge part of communication is listening and inviting him into a space where he can share and he, he can share freely. But we don't really want the feedback from men. We want them to get on our program. We want them to get on our program. And a, and a, and a, and a grown man is not trying to get on your program. So women always tell men, all I want is for you to tell you the truth. Men are really smart and they are really intuitive and they know that a lot of times when they tell us the truth, they don't sugarcoat it. They don't they don't they don't sugarcoat and and say it in a way that they don't mean it. They just put the truth out there and we're going to have a problem with their truth or we're going to try to tell them why their truth is not valid. And so you know what? A lot of times that's why they are either silent or they lie. They just don't say anything at all because they would rather not have the headache when you are not open and when you are not receptive to feedback. Listen, I pay attention to a lot of things. And I was thinking about this, right? A lot of men tell me these days, they still want a traditional woman. Not so much that, you know, you got to be cooking and cleaning and all that kind of stuff. I think, honestly, it's more of the energetic, the, the energetic, quote unquote, traditional woman. And we can say we're not that or we don't want to be that, and that's fine. And that doesn't mean that all men want that, right? But what I am saying is that if you have interest in being with someone, then how could you not have interest in finding out what the person desires and doing your best to meet that, right? I'm not understanding that. Like, I don't I don't understand that. There's a lot of times there's no flexibility there. I don't, I don't get it. 
So it's a lot of times that what men desire, we don't know what they desire because we we don't we don't listen. Like I can remember talking to a friend. There's this guy, she was really into him. He told her he didn't want a relationship. And she said, he doesn't want a relationship. And so she keeps hurting herself because every time she kind of, you know, moves forward with him, he keeps putting up this block. And she said, I know that he loves and cares for me. And I said, and that might be true. And she said, but he's sabotaging it because of his blah, 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 blah. And I said, "Mm -hmm, and that might be true. But he has told you repeatedly that he does not want a relationship. Why are you trying to make his truth that he told you on more than one occasion not true because you want something to be true other than what is? Does that make sense? We do it all the time. A man will say this. He will say, what color is the sky? Is it blue? The sky is not blue. It really depends on the day it is. But today it was kind of overcast. It was really more gray. We are going to argue with the man and tell him how his feelings are not valid. Is there any reason why they don't share them? Right? There's and so ladies, we just we just gotta do better. We just gotta do better. I'm not saying that men don't need to do better. And that's the thing is that we always say, well, if if we need to do better, then listen, if you don't if you don't go any further than the mirror, you're winning. Regardless of what a man, your man, your husband, your uh, your sneaky link, whoever it is that you are in a relationship with, your potential, regardless of what they do or don't do, nothing stops you from working on you. That is my biggest flex is that I am going to always keep growing. I'm going to always keep working on me. Listen, all my exes, they all gave me feedback. And at first I was like, how in the hell you going to tell me? you?" And, and, and I was about to dismiss the feedback. And guess what? I heard the same feedback probably from three different people. And I said, you know what? They are three different kinds of men, th- three totally unrelated men. And so let me take this feedback, regardless of how I felt like they need to grow. Here is my opportunity to grow. And so then when I grew and I said, okay, this is no longer, you know, a part of who I am because we're conditioned to be a certain way. You can recondition yourself to be another way. Guess what? The next person after those three X's, they're not getting that. They're getting something else that I need to grow on, but I'm taking the feedback. Ladies, if y'all really want to know how your man feels or how a man feels, don't be like, hey, we need to talk how you feel because that feels like pressure. Just pay attention. Stop talking so much. Listen, observe. He will tell you. But a lot of times we have preconceived notions of what a man should be saying and how he should be feeling that we are not paying attention. There's this guy that I talk to right now. I have, I have not, not to say that I figured him out as if he's like simple, but he tells me all the time, I appreciate you. And so do you know that a lot of people give love in the way that they would like to receive it? And so you know what I say? I started telling him, I really appreciate you because I, that's something that he desires. He sends me pictures all the time. And I was like, well, well, damn, I see you. Men are wired to need ego strokes, right? You are so handsome. That, that That's so handsome. Women, we get this all the time. And so it's, it's no big deal to us, right? But Do you find him attractive? Tell him, hey, handsome, that is such a nice picture of you. Like, it's just the most simple things. But lastly, women, we think that men receive love the way we do. They receive love through respect. 
Just respect the man and half the battle is won. Respect him in your tone. Respect him in your actions. Respect his opinion. Respect his perspective. Respect his decisions, even if you don't agree. And if you don't agree, you can disagree respectfully. Those are things that I had to learn because the women in my, my family were not respect. Men were not respected, right? But respect for a man equals love. And so people say, well, respect is earned. We're not, you can choose to give respect and allow people to act accordingly. And if the way that they act is, is not okay with you, you can also choose to remove yourself from a situation. You can give respect. You can give trust. You can give love. But we sit and we want people to jump through hoops for it like they've got to earn this. No, you can posture yourself to give those things. And guess what? You see what people do with that. Not that you're testing people, but when somebody gives me trust, right? And they're not like hovering over me like a micromanager. Do you know what I do? I honor that trust. I do what I'm supposed to do anyway. So there's just like a whole... um, reworking of the mind and approach a lot of times that we need to do. And do men need to do a lot of work? Sure they do. But ladies, a lot of times I'm, I'm quite sure that if we showed up differently, they might be inspired to show up differently as well. But we're sitting back, resting on our laurels, getting our bags and doing all the things. And I just came off a girl's trip and we're taking girl's trips. We're taking girls trips and we're partying with our friends and we're dating our friends. And while girls trips are great, guess what? I like masculine energy with me, okay? And so it's just just something to think about. And um, I'll probably be speaking a lot more about this, this whole relationship thing because it's just getting on my nerves and we just gotta do better. We need to do better, we can do better. Love y'all. 